0: Yeah, word up homies. Lewis Hamilton here, welcoming you to another wicked episode of Motorsport Monthly. Oh no, wait. I'm in the wrong podcast. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. He's Richard. Hello. And he's Zog. Hello. And if any one of the three of us was an expert, and none of us are experts in anything apart from Richard, who's an expert in Austin Morris, Hodcaps of the 1970s, would you say you're an expert in that?
1: I'm very expert at making spag bol.
0: That'll do. If any of us was an expert in spag bol, it would be Richard. And if any of us was an expert in movies, it would be you, Zog. I think of the three of us here, you're the movie buff.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm a bit of a movie fan, it's true
0: And you like your cars I like my cars In your
2: opinion, what's the best car movie ever then? What is the best car movie ever? That is a tricky one. There are a couple of things... Tell yeah, us, there are which are a one of, is I, mean, I go for Vanishing Point. This is a classic 1970s road movie, which I think a lot of us will remember. You've um, seen it? Iconic. Should iconic it. Yes. Yeah. And it has all the many classic elements of your 70s road movie, that kind of sense of being on a journey, but without necessarily a set destination. It's more about the journey than about a destination. It's more about an escape than about having a particular place to go. There's a nihilistic element about it without sort of giving away any plots Spoilers! If you haven't seen that movie, that's one you absolutely have to see. Don't bother with the remake.
1: No, the remake is terrible. Isn't it, it is. It's Why horrible.
2: would you remake Vanishing Point? Well, you could say that about any number of things. But yeah, forget about the fact that the remake has actually, in some ways, quite a tempting-looking cast because your man with a sword, Return of the King, uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh,
1: have, <sighs> have you? Seen you're looking, any of you're looking the blankly. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who played Who played Aragorn in Lord of the Rings? Uh, Who
1: played Aragon? Aragon, yeah. I can't remember his name.
2: Hang on, hang on. Girlfriend, can you
0: help us, please? Hello. Who played Aragon in Lord of the Rings films?
1: I don't know. Oh, good. Thank yeah. you. That's Him. Yeah, good. him. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, him. I keep wanting to say Colin Jackson. That's not right. He's an athlete. A, yeah, we're, we're a we're, Welsh
2: we're, athlete. One yeah. of us is going to remember in about four oh, minutes' I'm time. Know. But yeah, So, Vanishing, I, point, has uh, vanishing <laughs> point has to be probably my favourite. The, the things but about Vanishing Point,
1: the, I think that you have to tell people if you're selling it. First of all, it has a Dodge Challenger in it. Yeah, oh, excellent. yeah.
0: First question. It is the like Challenger, is it?
1: Not the Charger. No, no, no. Challenger. compact. Secondly, I think it has a nudie girl on the motorcycle. Yeah, I knew you were going to say there was a naked girl on a, saw a that bike. I film when I was about 14 or 15. I just remember finding it terribly exciting. A, Dodge Challenger. B, nudie girl on a motorcycle.
2: And then when you sort of get to have a slightly more sophisticated, appreciative from you actually realise that neither of those things is actually the best thing about that movie. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and tremendous there. performance by <laughs> Barry Newman as the driver. Yeah. And, uh, Hang on, girlfriend's holding your hand up. Well, who is it? Vigo. Bigger, no, bigger Mortenson. That's it. Yes. Bigger Mortenson. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you That's know, right. you've got a great guy in. and He's obviously taking the Barry Newman role as the driver, but they screw up the remit by doing all kinds of stupid things. They try to give him some actual motivation rather than it being a more That's mysterious. Quite, yes. It's a mistake. But I'm just going to throw uh, another one here. In terms of racing movies, I think you know Uh, we always tend to think of Le Mans maybe as being sort of the great racing movie, and it is fantastic. But there's a cracking John Frankenheimer movie, Grand Prix, with uh, with James Uh, Garner. Why do you race? uh, I race because I have to live. Haven't seen that? You've got to check the movie. I thought.
0: Zog you were going to say you know classic greatest racing movie ever made it's got to be driven hasn't it that Sylvester Stallone movie (laughs) that was going to be an F1 movie but wisely moving swiftly on yeah yeah, yeah. it's Um, shocking isn't it Although the oh, yeah, breakup of up. the cars is quite good. The way that they built glass fibre cars and crashed them, they all fell apart. It was a great movie making. Oh, you
2: know, whereas Days of Thunder is actually not horrible. Oh, it's it's, right, it's it? it? It's yeah, actually yeah. okay. It's, uh, I, don't, I haven't seen it since No, it's memory, okay. But, yeah, so. driven, absolutely horrible. You can think of a bunch of movies that have got maybe sort of terrific car chases in. I mean, yes. Now, Ronin, for example, how are you defining a
1: car movie? movie.
2: I don't think we have time to even go into that. It's like pornography. You know when you see it. You know you know what? it's a car movie. Or not. It's not that easy to define, but you know it when you see it. Uh, OK, a Bond film is a car movie. No. Really?
0: Really, yeah. Come on, there's a lot of car history in Bond. It makes yeah. it a car
2: movie. i not... something
1: out there, which I was going to bring up later, but now seems to be the time. And I'm not just doing this because of the title. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. It's a road trip film. It is, yeah. Hmm. they got
0: a, what do they call that car? Was it the F car, the Citation? No, it's
1: a K car. K the, the car. main car, the Dodge, the one they rent. K car, that's a what K head. car. It's a Dodge. I don't know what it is actually. An Aries convertible or something like that. Someone will say it, it straight. I'm sure. Mm. I can't remember now.
2: The team of cars—it's got, it, cars in the, got yeah. the low
1: rider taxi. Nice. It's got the K car that they rent. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the pickup truck. I know it's a minor part, but the last <laughs> baby came out sideways. It's got that bit in it where they're yeah. riding in the back of. They're all frozen, and then it cuts the dog, and the dog's frozen. Ha ha ha! And it's got lots of cars in it. It's got the truck, the Oshkosh truck that they finally get the last lift to when the cars finally died. It's got that great bit in the airport where Steve Martin is trying to hire a car and then finds it's not there and does that great sweary thing where he's listing car makes. I mean, that alone makes it carier. Actually, and I, it's a road trip. And it's hilarious. It's one of my favourite comedy films of all time. It's a great no, no, John Hughes film.
2: You're making a good case for it. I think you may have persuaded me. My first thought was to say no because it's so clearly a comedy and it's too many other things first. But no, you're making a strong case there.
0: It's left field, Richard. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting something more purist. But there again... They haven't yet made a movie about Austin Rover's manufacturing
1: in the seventies. Really? Yeah. It wasn't called Austin Rover in the seventies, although, well, although, although they haven't although they have made a film
2: about sort of Ford manufacturing in the nineteen seventies, uh made yeah. in Dagenham. Maiden Dagon. Yeah. Which uh, my mate Phil
0: Cornwell is in. Uh, yeah. It's a good movie. Um, I look forward to the That's uh, not
2: a
1: car movie though, is it? I mean it's set in a car factory. <laughs> not a car, no, it's, 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 not, a it's a car not a car movie, no. no, no. It's well, quite um, a sweet little film though.
2: Another couple that I might just sort of pick out as being maybe slightly less well-known, but well worth checking out, there's a super little movie called Two Lane Blacktop. Oh, yes,
0: yes. Again, 70s American
2: road movie. Yeah, again, I mean, the road movie is quite a 70s American genre. But yeah, this is one of the greats of the genre. It stars James Taylor and, is it Dennis Wilson? One of the Beach Boys. Boys. Yeah, Dennis Wilson, out of the Beach Boys. And the two of them play these two Californian dudes who are riding around the country... The James Taylor. Yeah, James Taylor, the singer, riding around in their souped-up hot rod, street-racing people for pink slips. It's just all about them and the racing and the car. And There's this great little scene where they pull in at a gas station with a diner and so on attached, and they're having a quick bite. A girl and her boyfriend are clearly having an argument in the diner, and as James Taylor and Dennis Wilson are having a coffee a bite to eat she kind of storms out of the diner just gets into the back of their car they come out of the diner get into the car set off down the road we've got the shot of them in the car with the girl on the back there's no mention of the fact that all of a sudden there's a mysterious girl in the back of the car the two of them are just staring at the road of the head and after 30 seconds one of them sort of says to the other oh, the engine she's not breathing right <laughs> you know, just, that sums up the film that's a car movie
3: In a world without sponsorship. Ross, you're crazy. You can't afford to do this. One man believed in the impossible.
0: Uh, I think we can do this.
3: Uh, I think we can win the world championship. From the director of Resident Evil, the Michael Schumacher story, and the designer of the Benetton B195, comes a story of courage, of daring, of getting some Mercedes engines at the last minute.
0: Uh, hold on. I think I can make this fit. Pass me that crowbar.
3: Starring Chris Martin from Coldplay as Jensen Button.
0: Damn it, Ross. I wish I'd gone to Williams when I had the chance.
3: Al Pacino as Rubens Barrichello. Where, Where are those stickers? The car, she's so naked. And Fozzie Bear as Ross Brawn. Oh, no one ever said this was going to be easy, boys. Waka, waka, waka. A motion picture to Ignite the gasoline in your veins. Braun GP. In movie theaters, May 4th contains scenes of unexpected victory
0: and an extremely vague beard.
3: step we got a chosen
0: speed! I was thinking, how can I get one of my favourite subjects in here. I don't think I'm an expert on car movies. I'm really not. I love cars. Do I notice cars in movies? Yes, sometimes. But I thought I could actually talk about the movie Star Trek Nemesis, because there's a car in that. Picard and Data and Worf are in this sort of futuristic sci-fi Baja bunk. Um.
1: But if you but need he- me, I'll be in the other room. Show me when you're done.
0: But as I was about to say, I decided
2: against that because it might be stretching the envelope, right? But if this was some kind of futuristic bar hard buggy thing, isn't that just like a 23rd century lunar rover? Or, um... It
0: looks more like Mad Max. There's a sort of a chase sequence on this planet where they're driving around this thing. It's a bit too 20th century. They've dubbed on this sci fi sound to it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's quite clearly a Baja bug. I was, so I'm not going to talk about that because I wasn't going to talk about that. Um, but I was going to talk about sci fi cars, though, because I know a bit more about sci fi generally than movies, I think. Um, Logan's Run. Is oh,
2: there a car 70, in 70, Run? There's there are, a robot that Asia Logan's Run. There are 70s. <laughs> very reasonably priced. Logan's. There are 70s sci fi cars in Logan's Run. Although, although well, I, think, I think they might only be in Longshot, I I think about uh, it. And Jenny Agutter.
0: And, and you know you talk about that nudie girl in a film thing yeah. earlier on. Jenny Agutter was probably my first nudie girl in a film, in Walkabout. Yeah, yeah. Walkabout, not just Australian. Nudie girl in a film. Was it
2: Peter Weir's was that Peter Weirs? Uh, no, film? it was first
0: Rogue. Nicholas Rogue. Yeah. Rogue, wasn't it? You oh you yeah, yeah, it? Right. yeah, yeah, yeah you're Ooh, right. Yeah, quite. Oh, I do actually know something. Well yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Jenny Agatha, young girl. Lost in the bush in Australia. Takes her clothes off, goes for a swim in a creek, I think they probably call it, over there. Possibly second most erotic moment of my entire life, that film. Was. Does she
1: get attacked by a crocodile? No. That happened in Crocodile Dundee, didn't it? You're like, confusing Jenny your Australian called... films, not Jenny films know, but Linda Hamilton, not Linda Hamilton. What was her name? Like, uh, we're digressing, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Sci-fi that's like cars. Good... Sci-fi right,
0: cars. Right, so not Logan's run, not nudie Jenny Agatha. Sci-fi cars. Do you remember the Judge Dredd? Film, the original Sly Stallone, Judge Dredd, I am the law with the Land Rovers. That's what I'm coming to. You remember? I I
1: know a distressing amount about those. Great, not a car
0: film, but I think Land Rover did brilliantly well out of being involved in that film and they yes. created yeah, they a look which I think in some ways they borrowed from in their real world cars
1: after that well it was done by real world Land Rover designers it was David Saddington I think who was it probably is still one of their designers he did a load of stuff on that
0: it was sort of like a forward control Land Rover wasn't well, it you said yes. over the engine. I
1: warned you I do know a lot about this Excellent. prepare Ooh. now to yeah. be told things I you want didn't to. want to know I didn't. Oh, they we were, they were know. based I don't on know. do you remember the forward control Land Rover mainly right? of the 70s, the yeah. 101 wheelbase yeah. bizarrely, a man who lives around the corner from me, and I'm assuming it's a man because no woman would own a <laughs> stupid car like that but someone around the corner from me hasn't got one Wow! Oh, but what? oddly enough, every time oh, they get... uh, well they were made for the army and they made yeah. quite a lot of them, how many are left I don't know because they were never sold hmm. to See, the general public when they were in production they were all for the military, it's only yeah. when they were decommissioned that they were auctioned off and chat around the corner from me, he's got one and it looks brilliant they are great in fact weirdly I say no woman would want one every time my wife drives past it when the car goes she goes that is such a cool truck when it's was great. that film made 80s 90s, mid 90s so the Ford Control Land
0: Rover have probably been out of production for 20 years yeah they stopped making
1: them in about 77, 78 But the army continued to use them for years and years and years. And so this is partly how it came about. Land Rover struck a deal with the movie producers and they said, we'd like this. The Land Rover Design Studio said, yeah, we've come up with this look of how we think it should be done. And then some Land Rover specialists, I can't remember the name of them, one in particular, were contacted to help make them. And in league with, I think, some people at Land Rover itself, they quickly realised the best thing to base these on would be the old forward-control 101s. Happily, the British Army were just getting rid of one of their last batches Uh. of them. So Land Rover themselves bought back 30-odd forward-control Land Rovers, cut the tops off, separate chassis so the body is almost immaterial, and just kept the lower half of the body. Glass fibre moulds of this design concept they'd come up with dropped them on top, you had to get in, I think, with a hatch on top or through a window, because they were very impractical. They were just movie props. They made one with a fully trimmed interior for close-ups, the rest of them were just back round so Well, They'd the yeah, they they look, look like rocks. a really yeah. horrible
2: kit car if yeah. you actually got yeah. up close. They know, took they the, the wheels,
1: like, yeah. the normal 101 wheels, and they flipped them round. So they were mounted backwards, essentially, on the hubs. Inner faces, outwards, yeah, and vice yeah. versa. And Ooh. then they put glass fibre trim around that rim to make them look like they had big, chunky, futuristic tyres. Then, belatedly, to promote the film, the producers said we'd actually like a couple of these at least to be road legal. And so they had to hastily cobble together... Wow so if you ever see pictures of those things and they're not on the big chunky wheels from the film they're on actually normal looking wheels and they've got number plates on and of course they're all from the 70s so you'll see this incredibly futuristic when to judge Judge set, I don't know, 22nd century or something yeah. you'll see this incredibly futuristic looking Land Rover they were taxis weren't they in the film, or police cars and yeah it'll have like a British R registration on it because <laughs> they had to put the number plates back on for the road and yeah. they, did, they rebuilt them to be road legal And they still exist. Oddly, the thing is, because 101s are quite sought after by collectors and such, some of the original movie cars were converted back into 101s. They had their old bodies put back on again. Mm. and they they're more sought after more by a more like that. Movie So problem. there are a few yeah. of the Judge yeah. Dredd ones still kicking around, but they built 30, 31 of them, I think, in total, and a lot of them were converted back into Land Rover one at once. Who knows? The one that lives around the corner from me could have been the Judge Dredd movie. You'd never <laughs> know. Yeah. I did warn you, I <laughs> no. Of that, that good. So that's of fascinating. Happened. I yes.
0: think that's probably one of the only two good things. No, the only one good thing in that Judge Dredd movie is the Land Rovers. I think they look tremendous in it. Drawing cars of the future appear on television and in films it's a tricky game there are a number of routes to it you know using concepts is a good one i can't remember the name of the film but i'm pretty sure the ford probe 3 which was the sierra when it first came out appears in a film i can't remember what and the other one is to take an existing car and just tweak it slightly or take something from the past that was futuristic I know you've seen this. Children of Men? Yep. Yeah. There's
1: Clive Owen and uh, Michael Caine's in it.
0: A deus in that.
1: CX. I don't know. There's a DS in it. There's a CX estate. CX Safari. It, it, you know, and
2: there's a multipler multiple, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. well mm. Sorry, that was it. Children Men, It's not post-apocalyptic exactly, but it, it mm-hmm. is that sort of you know. It's like a ruined future world yeah, where yeah, you know yeah. we're using a lot of the old technology. We're keeping it lumbering on. And something you know. very
1: interesting but, in that, isn't it? The buses. They're just normal London red buses yeah. for the yeah. scenes in London. But the ads on the side they're now uh, animated they're video ads and actually we're almost getting that we're almost there because they can do roadside banners now a lot of them are electronic and so it's only a matter of time with thin film things the the buses will be doing the same thing and because you sort of know that you look at that film and you go this is a tangible rather nightmarish vision of the near future because there's enough in it that's familiar it's not like it's all completely zany and set on the moon. It's, it's just a few years up the road.
2: I seem to remember there was some pretty good futuristic car design in Demolition Man. You know, the Wesley Snipes, mm. Stallone beat-em-up movie of the near future. I can't remember who it was that worked on the futuristic pod car design to that, but they did a good job of putting on the future road some vaguely plausible-looking designs.
1: Tell you what, though, talking of taking a concept and making it into a movie car because it's sort of futuristic enough. You can't beat the Batmobile. The original <gasps> Batmobile, <gasps> the Lincoln Futura oh. concept from oh. the 50s, became the 60s Batman's company car.
0: Richard, read
1: the Batmobile. Yes.
0: I was about to say, and for the next ten minutes of the programme, I'm going to talk about the Batmobile. So we'll come back to this. <laughs> Chuck, our Braun GP movie is killing it. It took 50 million bucks in its first weekend. Oh, that's great news. You know what? This means we're good to go on the sequel. Yeah, Chuck. Uh, see, about that, I've I, I been looking into this. And the truth is, those Braun guys, they only lasted for one race season.
3: There's no material for a sequel. Bull crap. There's always material for a sequel, Jack. What about the team they became? What about that?
0: Yeah, I kind of figured you'd say that, Chuck. So I wiped up a treatment on that
3: exact subject. The Mercedes F1 team. Great. Is it exciting? No. Has it got twists and turns and triumph in the face of adversity? No. Has it got anything interesting about it? No. Geez. What's it called? It's called underperformance. Underperformance? Oh, wait, you you can't call it that. We're using that same title on the movie about Paul DeResta. Gareth Jones on
0: Speed. The Batmobile. Arguably one of the two greatest movie iconic cars, the other being anything driven by James Bond. Particularly the, the DB5, DB 5. 5. Yeah. 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 Mostly the DB5. But the Batmobile has evolved in ways that the DB5 didn't. You know, we didn't get, after the DB5 the DB6, the... V8 because Roger Moore had poached that for the Persuaders. You know, you didn't get that linearity. But the Batmobile has evolved over time from that original Lincoln Futura, and it was barely any different, wasn't it, from the Lincoln Futura, the Batmobile. Yeah, they actually put a couple of back.
2: spiky fins on it, didn't yeah. they? And uh, that was it. Added flamethrowers. Beautiful. Well, maybe they were on the original, I can't remember. Um...
0: But we're talking about the 60s TV Batmobile designed by what's his name, Ben? ben, ben Bol- George Barris. George Barris, thank you. Ben Bolby. I was going to say he Ben designed, He designed the Delta Wing. Oh. I was in that black car mode, but I remember being at Pinewood Studios when they were shooting the Batman film of when would it be? Nineteen the, eighty-six. The the first Tim Burton. One. The first Tim Burton Batman movie. Eighty-seven. What with 80, Michael 80. Keaton.
1: Yeah, mm. I think that came out in 1989, so they're probably shooting in '88. Were they doing that at Pinewood then?
0: They shot some at Pinewood, yeah. Because yeah. uh, they did,
1: they built that Gotham City set, which yeah. sort of remains to this day in Cardington and the airship hangar up there. Is that where? It I is? think they built it for that film, but obviously that was just the main city. I went to set.
0: interview the guy charged with building a lot of the props in the film, a man whose name is Derek Meddings, who really his foundation was Thunderbirds. He built all the Thunderbirds vehicles with the guys really because he was also yeah. and so he, Mr he,
1: Bond in the kind of Derek
2: Meddings uh, was he? I
1: think so. Yeah, oh. in the heyday of Roger Moore's era, certainly. Oh. He's probably love me. I think he did all the big oil tankers and stuff like that. I was just
2: thinking if he did all the work on the Jerry Anderson stuff on Thunderbirds, he probably did a cracking job on version one. Of the movie Batmobile yeah. uh, until they pointed out that it was only an eighth of the size that it needed to be. Yeah. Was kind of a little bit like Spinal Tap Stonehenge. <laughs> like yeah, right. You know, fine, but it's supposed to be, you know. That Batmobile... The Batmobile
0: from the reinvention, the rebirth of The Dark Knight, which was very much modelled on cool. Thrust 1, wasn't it? With that great big... Uh, oh, I forgot It was
2: back, based right? on a Corvette, yeah. wasn't it? it was, they no, wasn't no. It, it? No, you're thinking
0: of the one... That was in the Arnie Batman movie, the one that was based on the Corvette, I think, which had the Batwing at the back as well. But it was yeah, basically okay. Thrust... One, did we call Hmm. it that? Thrust, yeah, or thrust two?
1: It's like World War One. We didn't call it that at the time. Yeah, that's
2: why we we didn't know. The Great Thrust. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You only had the digits later. And
0: I thought that was a heroic redesign of Batman. But of course, Mm. they've got references from the reinvention of Batman comics, which gave them somewhere to go. But the reinvention of Batman, the cars in the graphic novel, if I recall, was more like the original nineteen forties. Batmobile? Do you remember the original Batmobile? Almost Art
2: Deco. I've gone deep Batman. I can remember what the original Batman character looked like, but I can't remember what the original Batmobile looked it, like. It, it was a car of
0: that period 1940s there was a TV version of it as well but it looked more like a gangster car but it was black that was mm. a wonderful thing it was black through and through and through
1: of course the great thing about Batman being around for so long is that he eventually as with so many of these things the technology that he had to himself trickled down into road cars which is how we now have parking sensors uh,
0: <laughs> and the atomic and all the remote, bat-
1: kind of technology. remote, remote technology. technology
0: and phones car phones Batman Man on a car phone, Commissioner Gordon, on the hotline. There, Did he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was
1: always one of those things that I think he wasn't alone in that. A lot of semi futuristic thing of yeah. spies and yeah. car phones, and it seemed like the work of a madman to suggest such a thing. And now,
2: but now we've got tiny video cameras in our phones, and we're about to have them all in our watches. And well, no, you can you can already get a video camera in a watch. And, can you? Um, yeah. I just ordered one of those
1: rubbish, Pebble can't. watches, you know, that sinks into your phone. And I can't decide whether that's the best idea ever or actually deeply irritating. But I think it anything's going gonna... to phone, so yeah. that it tells you when your phone's ringing. Richard, and anything that's going
2: to connect and disconnect to your phone when you sort of go out of range, no, that's going to be really annoying. Too yeah. a idea. You know what you want, yeah. Richard? You want a
0: phone that can control I don't know, a BMW 7 series by remote? You'd like you that, would with a little centre car little <laughs> back, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. That's where they shot that, didn't they? That Is that what film? it was? Yeah. It was all done at Brent Cross. We're talking uh, about which bomb shot, film? Oh, uh, it? It it's one of those ones of the Brosnan, not very good ones. Yeah. It, it's it's t- the one tomorrow with the uh, dies.
2: Yeah, but yeah, it's the one with uh, Price. Oh, the um, Jonathan no. Price. Jonathan Price, he's yeah. from Hollywood, like me. Really, Jonathan Price? Yeah, yeah. he to deliver
0: our milk, his family.
1: Well, now he's turned out all evil. I know. Things. I had no idea. Yeah. What's in happened
0: facts. in North Wales?
1: But, yeah, when he's driving that BMW by remote from his phone in the back of a 7 Series, that was done in Brent Cross Shopping Centre in North London, and they had to get in a load of left-hand drive cars to make it look plausibly like Germany, where it was supposed to be. And then some people who lived nearby rang the fire brigade, because it was a Sunday when the shops were shut.
2: And they were firing missiles. Well, and they had all this smoke <laughs> coming
1: out of the multi-storey car park because of their special effects, yeah. and the people thought that Brent Cross was on fire. So I'm just I said, coming no, up. No, well, no, no, of no, the trivia this trivia. evening. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Not, I'm not, just, <laughs> listen,
0: I'll set him up. You knock him in, mate. Um, Batmobiles. It, it, no, we back to Batmobiles. Batmobile. The most recent Batmobile is the one that they call the Tumbler, yeah. which has those <sighs> very prominent front wheels with great big monster truck dune buggy tires mm. on mm. them. Which is a nice, you know, reinvention of the Batmobile. It would be a military yeah. vehicle, wouldn't it? It's like a mega hot. That's it does, the thing. Isn't it? it's, it's supposed to be a super urban
1: Wayne vehicle. Wayne Industries as a military supplier. Yeah, it makes and it's sense. A, it's, it's, it's a bridge crossing surplus, vehicle. It's a a leap, to leap across. It's so all fits for, in.
0: for me. Next Batmobile would either be the Delta Wing. Or that VW XL1. Batman should be lightweight and eco-friendly, shouldn't he? Imagine that painted black. It would look like a cruise missile. Oh, I'm not for so sure.
1: In the Batman films, in fact, in the last one, the one that's just been out most recently, he's got an Aventador, hasn't he? He has, yeah. He did did the one before I took Kielo Merchilago. Yeah. So mm. Batman is a Lambo man, which makes sense. Yeah. Why? because Lambos are very Batmobile they're they're playboys kind of yeah Yeah. in why is he need the Batmobile just use the Aventador the whole time
0: it would be a giveaway people would say ah you're Bruce Wayne. Aha, I'm going to uh oh I can't say capture his children or his parents. That one's a no go. I'm going to uh, uh, take your girlfriend as a hostage now I know who you are. You see to the Well he could have
1: alright, he'd have a bright yellow Aventador for when he's been a Playboy Bruce Wayne, and then uh, just a black one. You'd
0: never know then. When he's <laughs> Batman.
1: And people go, hey Bruce Wayne's got a car just like that. I don't know who you mean. <laughs> yeah,
2: being Batman would be touch of a button, change his colour. We must form know. an owner's
1: club. And then he would have like a fake owner's club meeting and he'd say no. Sorry, I'm in mean, here with Bruce Wayne, but don't come in. Don't come a in.
2: Bikini. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're right, the Batmobile did have that sort of shielding tech at some point, didn't it? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> didn't
2: it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that was super. Yeah, when you're parking in a dodgy part of town, that's just what you
0: need. Best car gag in a film? It's a Bond reference. Where I don't know which Bond film is it? Is it a visual is? gag involving a fish? No, no, it's not that one. But it involves, I think, that car. Ooh, okay. a, this car is burglar protected. There's a sign in the window. Oh, and
1: that's later on, isn't it? That's the next one. That's, that's yeah. It's an octopus. I think it's a bronze spree at this point, or a or, or sort of ready
2: brown one, and with the, the skis on it.
0: And they put their hands on it. that's yeah. right. Yes. I mean, he, 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 he's, and a, he's
2: about to break the window with an Uzi or mm. some kind of submachine gun, and you get the shot of him just pulling back his mm. arm to break the window, and then you get boom. We've got to wrap this but Have you got
1: any
0: favourite worst cars in films or worst car moments in films
1: that you can think of off the top of your head? I just get annoyed when they don't do cars properly, when there are things that are so glaringly done wrong that you think, if they have got this so wrong with costume or sound effects in any other part of the film, people would be all over them. But somehow with cars, maybe it's because we know too much about cars, they're allowed free pass. That film Drive, which I find a curious and mostly terrible film, where there's all sorts of things, including a car reversing at high speed and it appears to change gear...
2: So like, which will be a sound editing mistake. Rather yes, it than anything is. else but, but what I mean um, is, you know,
1: a sound editing mistake. it's A car detail oh, mistake. Something. Yes, you just yeah. going well. No, surely, a sound editor must still have a car, particularly if he works in the Greater Los <laughs> yeah. Angeles area. Well, it is because
2: uh, we don't have time to discuss it now. Because I think Drive is a cracking movie. But you're right; Do that you? it's yeah. actually not much of a car movie. No, it's um, not at all. No. I seem to
1: remember that Autocar magazine reviewed it in slightly disparaging terms because they felt the title was misleading. Well, and and if you're and watching and this to watch some cars, you'll be disappointed. Yeah. And it's like no, I was disappointed disappointed because I just thought it was a bit of a crappy film Just, just like some kind of student project
2: Carrie Mulligan's character, in a sense, didn't ring true because she, she yeah. it, was, it, was, it was hard to believe that that character was in that situation. But nonetheless, I believe the romance between her and Ryan Gosling and Ron Perlman is terrific in, I think, everything he's been in. You know, yes. He's never bad in a movie. I loved it, but you're right that in a lot of car stuff, you can pick holes in, and it's not a car movie, but it's a movie. So well, it's certainly a movie. It's certainly a film. We, um, can, <laughs> we, can, we can agree on that. that it, yes. it, it is a film. OK, answer me this then, boys. Here's a movie
0: I've never... Wanted to watch because, frankly, I'm frightened of it. It's very much a car movie. Give me a yay or a nay should I ever bother watching The Fast and the Furious and its sequels.
2: It's got Vin Diesel in it. Of course you should watch it.
1: Richard? Well, I'm not really qualified to say because about six years ago, a mate of mine lent me The Fast and the Furious on DVD. I still haven't watched it. All right. and I've still got the DVD so if my mate Roly's listening sorry you can have it back I'm not going to get
2: that <laughs> oh quick thoughts this is for you guys if you haven't seen Harold and Maud yet you have to see it and I'm actually not going to tell you why if you haven't seen it alright oh, see Slater
1: it. in it it's,
2: it's almost as good as that really? from Gareth's oh point God. of view you, Harold you, you and Maud you both have to see this film Harold and Maud okay. Okay. do you have to see Harold first and then Maud mm. or can you watch some as it happens you do see Harold first as far as I remember it's got some great black humour in it some wonderful fake suicide moments uh, <laughs> oh I love them
1: they're uh, my favourites M- okay. praise you never hear very often
2: <laughs> 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 you've been
0: listening to Richard Porter goodbye Zong goodbye. and me Gareth I oh, and Violet Berlin over in the distance. Thank you for your technical Bye. help, B. See you.
3: To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to GarethJones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed.